You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network, presented by Walmart. Hi, Diho, all you girls, boys, and non-binaries out there. Uh, as I record this, it's Memorial Day, and tomorrow is the next day for our episode to go up. And uh, I'm not done. We are planning to have the next regular episode of the show be about Atlanta season three, um, in particular, the rich wigga, poor wigga episode, episode nine of all the weird episodes this season. That one is the one that tracks most closely to my own personal journey of what it means to be a black man in America. And if you've seen that, you'll know why. So if you haven't finished watching season three of Atlanta and you want to chime in on the conversation, uh, you have a few more days to finish watching them so that when the next episode is in your feed, you'll be good to go. In the meantime, I thought it would be fun to pull from Out of the Mothballs, one of the earlier podcasts that I've done with my two co-hosts, Jaden and Yolanda, back in my radio film school days. This was a podcast that I did as you know, if you've been listening to my show, very similar in style to Dungeons and Drags, but it was about filmmaking and the creative arts. And that was the first show where they frequently joined me to have the same kind of debates and discussions we have on the show. Only those are a little bit more of the geeky dungeons part of my Dungeons and Drags title. Um, anyway, uh, Shortly before Rogue One came out, way back in 2016, I did an episode with them to talk about the women of Star Wars. And that is what I'm pulling out of Mothballs. And I chose this one for a couple of reasons. One, I thought it's a good conversation. But two, and and I think I addressed this in my book. I can't remember. But one of the things that I frequently talk about is just how in my journey to be about a better ally to women – has helped me to sort of like formulate my approach to how I stand and show up in the world as a black man who tries to defend racial justice because I frequently write and speak out about uh, white privilege and understanding it when you have it and knowing how to use that privilege. And uh, one of the ways I think I'm able to empathize with uh, my white brothers and sisters who uh, may or may not be fully on board with accepting their white privilege is how I recognize my male privilege and how that gives me advantages in this world that um, some women don't have, even women who are white. And so this particular episode, uh, Star Wars Discussion, talks about the strong women in the Star Wars universe uh, whether or not they pass the Bechdel test, which we will talk about in this episode. And so I thought it was an episode that really tracks with the kind of themes that come up here on this show. And with the release of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus last week, uh, it's and the big Star Wars celebration that was going on, uh, kind of tracks w- with what's going on in the zeitgeist. So if you're a Star Wars fan... And if you are a fan of the kind of conversations that me and my co-hosts have, I think you'll enjoy this 
uh, blast from the past. So here is my discussion with JD and Yolanda, pulled from the mothballs of my radio film school days. Enjoy the show. Jane, whatever I do, I do it to protect you. So you understand? I understand. As of this recording, the very first standalone Star Wars story that is not part of the Skywalker saga premiered this past weekend to over $150 million in domestic box office. That has helped Lucasfilm owner Disney go on to set a new record for global box office at over $7 billion. This entry into the Star Wars universe is new territory for Lucasfilm. Not only is it the first standalone film not connected to the Skywalkers, it's also the first film that will not have any kind of predetermined sequel. And like last year's First Awakens, at the center of the story is a strong woman, Jen Erso, played by Felicity Jones. If my father built this thing, we need to find him. All right, how many do I need? Star Wars has had a great record of having strong female leads. And with this being the week after Rogue One's release, I thought it would be fun to have a Breaking the Glass bonus episode to discuss Star Wars female leads. Joining me will be Breaking the Glass co-producer and Radio Film School show regular Yolanda Cochran with her hubby JD along for the ride. If for some reason you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe in iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. All right, without further ado, here's my fun conversation with Yolanda and JD about female leads in Star Wars and whether the series has a good record at passing the Bechdel test. There are two things I wanted to ask you, get your your opinion on. Uh, one, I wanted to know your thoughts on female leads in Star Wars films. Like, I feel like, in general, Star Wars is... The Star Wars stories have been good at having strong female characters. And so why do I want to know, like... Are you saying all of them or the recent ones? I would say all of them. I mean, even going back, you know, episode four, Princess Leia is pretty badass in terms of, okay. you know, um, how she handles herself. Uh, yep. yep. Um, you know, there's the whole bikini thing from Return of the Jedi, but... Even in a bikini, she's the one who kills, you know, Jabba the Hutt. And, yeah, I push back uh, on that a little bit because I don't think that's that bad. What? that bad? The, the bikini? No, I don't either, but I, I know everyone. She had a chain around her neck. Yeah. What? In a bikini. He, she was chained up by a gangster. Like a yeah. I mean, yeah. And, he, and she used that in, chain to kill him. Right. Is she yeah. supposed to be in Sunday school? Right, like, right, right. Okay, um, all right. And then, and then in the prequels... You know, uh, Amidala was a pretty strong character in terms of, you know, shooting yes. guns. So uh, yep. you got the impression that that was where Leia got her strength from as a, you know, from Amidala. Right. Can right. I say something? Yeah. I find Amidala more egregious than Leia in the bikini at the end when she died of a broken heart. <laughs> Whatever. I'm like, right. come on, cuz. <laughs> right. You can make that argument. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I um as as and then obviously Ray from the Force Awakens and then the upcoming Rogue One, you know the main character seems to be a strong woman, um, but I don't know how great they are at 
passing the Bechdel test, which says basically you have to have two female characters who talk to each other and they don't talk about a man. Uh, and the whole point of, and there's a lot of controversy about the test, but the whole point of the test is to say that there are so few movies that have a depth of female characters that this test was created just to see. Can, right, you, right. Can, can you have a movie where there are two women who talk to each other and they aren't talking about a man? Um, and so, what? well, yeah, I because don't get it. I don't that the subject matter isn't about oh my boyfriend or no, my husband. No, I understand that, but I don't get how you could ever make a movie without two women doing that. That's great. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's right. So, why make a movie? Without that was yeah. so bad that you, when you have to explain it. <laughs> right. I think you got funny. it. Uh, all right. So first. Uh, uh, your thought on the on the strength of female char- female characters in the Star Wars? You know, would you agree with my assessment that they've been Star Wars has been pretty good at showing strong female characters? I do totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. and particularly these most recent ones, which is great. And the, what I love about the Force Awakens and what seems to be the upcoming Rogue One is that it seems so organic, like. Yes, it's like a major thing that this, you know, was arguably, you know, the biggest movie franchise in history. You know, it's a big thing that this most recent installment in Force Awakens, the most recent that's been released, had a female lead. That's a major situation. But even having said that, it was so kind of like, not notable in that it just felt so unremarkable. Mm-hmm. It was very organic, just like what JD just said. And it, and I love that. And, and it, I think it speaks so much to how easy it could actually be if people would just make the decision that we are going to include everybody and it's not going to be that big a deal because everybody in, everybody's included in real life and so it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a big deal it just has to reflect what is real life and yeah. it doesn't have to be this big thing but it was so i mean it was so badass and it's and and it's and there's no situation where unfortunately there was this whole situation where they didn't have any ray toys because supposedly little boys weren't going to want to pet play with little you know, with girl action figures, female but girls would want to play with them. Or it, it just doesn't matter. Like, no, there were no boys who were like, "Oh, I don't want to see that," or "That sucked because it was a female." And blah blah. I mean, nobody cared. They loved the movie. Like, right. it's like, and so that argument, in in my mind, is, I think there's something to be said, and maybe it has to do with the marketing of it and the conditioning of boys and whatever and blah, 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 and whether or not they would have played with a, a female action figure or whatever. But there was no, there was none whatsoever discussion about, well, I kind of didn't really dig that because it was, a, you know, the lead was a female. I mean, everybody, I mean, you know, of course you have naysayers out there for everything, but universally the movie was loved and it, and it wasn't because or in spite of the fact that it was a female lead. I, I would say this just in terms of the toys, not to defend, this is not a defense uh, of, of, of them, not of Disney or whoever, Kenner or the folks not releasing the radar. But I think a lot of it also deals with our culture and how far we've evolved. 
because it's it's not even just women. I remember the first Star Wars. I don't think, I don't even think there was a black person in the first Star Wars. Because I remember seeing Empire getting jazz with Billy D was in it. Right. And, she, and I, I think it might have been a black pilot or something. And but, that was totally organic. Yeah, that was yeah, but it was like it was totally organic. But it was also but like was I remember as a kid, like yeah. oh they got a brother in here. Oh man, you know because yeah, like because yeah. I remember watching the Star Wars and being like dang they don't have. It wasn't even like a white or black thing. I was like, wow, it's just not space is nothing but English people. It's like, <laughs> I remember thinking that because they all had the accents where I'm like, man, it's like. It really, really does not have to be a big deal. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, like, you know, we're doing this. But, you know, it's literally like, you know, you sent me the article about Lucasfilm being, having 50 percent um, female executives. And I can't remember what I was listening to. I was listening to a podcast or reading something. And I think it was, you know, they were on the topic of like, okay, what steps can we do? What actionable items can we do to solve, you know, disparity in the ranks of, you know, the workforce in higher level positions? And, and, and one of the men said, well, why don't we just do it? Like, just hire, just do it. And like, literally, Ooh, that was for whatever JJ, reason, wasn't it, it might've been, it was I think JJ it was Abrams. JJ Abrams. Just like, no, like, we're just Somebody was like, yeah, just do it. Just make, just hire that many, just do it. And so it didn't need to be this whole huge, uh, okay, we're doing this undertaking. <laughs> we've got, well, we got to do studies. Yeah, we've got to do studies and we've got to like write down all these rules. And it's just literally like, no, let's just hire 50%. And it's like, literally. And then they commented on the fact that coincidentally you know that these two films back to back have female leads and it's organic it wasn't like they set out to make the leads female it's just what hmm. came out of it right and then uh, what i was going to say before i get off track with the, the whole doll thing <clears throat> I, I remember when they did star wars though however and they did empire back when they had the first set and i i, I even want to say i'm not sure if it, i know it was with the the first uh trilogy but then i don't know if it was with the prequels as well but they they did Leia's and they did the girl doll toys and they didn't sell and so they so they got burned on that before and they were gun some of it is just obviously just chauvinistic but another correlation was that when they've tried to sell them before in the past they didn't sell and I think that also speaks to our culture changing where you know like I remember you know when I was a kid you were you know Boys play with boy toys and girls play with yeah. girl toys. It was, it, that was a lot stronger. That We're probably now... had a lot to do with mothers buying not buying action figures for their boys and not necessarily thinking their girls wanted any action figures for Star right. Wars. And which you, maybe when they you look didn't. at stuff like Dora the Explorer, it's like you know, it, I could see a little boy playing with Dora the Explorer, not thinking he's a little girl because he's playing with the girl doll. It's like she's a cool main character of a show, and it's, it has nothing really to do with her sexual, you know, sex, and she's not running around on a drain, like uh, doing girly things. She's, you know, doing whatever she does. And it's just, she's just that kind of androgynous right. character doing things. And so I think there are a lot of, a lot more instances of that now in our culture. Um, and even Ray, you know, Ray is, even though there's like, you know, that flirtation between Ray and Finn, slight flirtation, it's like, well, from you know, Ray. she's a badass. I mean, from you know? Finn. I get it, but, but getting back yeah, that, to, I'm just saying, though. getting yeah. back to Star Wars and the female characters, though, it's like, um, it's back to my point. It, it's almost like it's not even notable or remarkable because it's so organic. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's just, it just is. Right. Um, Which is awesome. And yeah, look at like, I would say this, look at, look how, think about how weird it's going to be when you look at rogue one, just from the trailers, all the multi-ethnic casting they got going on. Yeah. And then you go to star Wars. It's nothing but English <laughs> queen speaking, you know, like, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin and every, all the right. generals are white. There's no right. people of color anywhere to be seen. 
in in Star Wars, but then you look at Rogue One, it's like, wow, what happened to you? Because know? the Right. Uh, all the people the of death, color are doing the work and getting shot and killed. Right. It's the death <laughs> ethnic star. It just blew up not only planets, but all ethnicities other than white. Um, do you, so do, do any of the Star Wars films pass the Bechdel test? I thought well, that the Force, Force Awakens does. And what, in, in what scene? Well, when, uh, they don't really talk that much, but Leia and uh, uh, Ray when... And how about... How about, well, how do uh, Ray and Ray, Ray and Ray talk about Solo? Huh? Right. Yeah, but it, that's that. But it's not in a romantic way. It doesn't about, matter. It doesn't matter if it's romantic. He just says they talk about something other than a man. Okay. Well, well Ray, Ray and Maz. Maz is an alien. Does that count? She's a female she, alien. How do you even know? Because she likes Chewbacca. Where's that? That doesn't mean anything. How do you know? She's, she's, so your argument is that Maz is not a, a female. female. That's your argument. No. That's what you're arguing right now? No. My argument. That's what you're going to plant your flag on? Come my on, argument is. What? They have to be two female people speaking to each other. Humanoids. Um, because by can... that extent, hey, Ron, by that extent, guess what? Everybody in the movie's an alien. <laughs> Show me a United States person or an earthling in, in Star Wars. Nobody is. So you see Maz as this female character? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. All right, so all right, oh, wait, I'll oh, no, give you that. No, here's the other question. I'll give you that. Wait, Ron. Wait, 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 Ron. Let me flip on. to her as her. Hold on, let me flip. Yeah, let me flip it on you. Let me no, flip it on you. I agree. Ron. She's you don't fem- see her as a female. Yeah, no, I agree. She's a female. I guess I don't. All right, all right, all right then. All right, I'll give you Force Awakens. How about the other movies? Are there any other Star Wars movies oh, where a woman talks to another woman about well, we something? Have uh, oh God, I don't forget. Uh, Moth Monroe, uh, uh, when. When they're getting ready to attack the second Death Star in, uh, yeah, in Jedi, I believe isn't Leia there? Leia Leia's there with her, yeah. and they're all strategizing about how they're going to attack. But the, she doesn't talk to. She doesn't talk to Moth. Oh, you're saying it has to be a private room where there's no, just no. Two they people. have to talk to each other. A direct interaction. Right. Two okay. women are interacting with one another about something other than a man. It's essentially what it's about. Well, there's, 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 uh, there's conversations in, with a. Uh, Amidala and her servants. Yeah, uh, in in the prequels, she talks a lot with her servants, and they're not talking about they're not having guy talk. They're talking about being strategy, decoys or yeah. strategy or go yeah. here for me or do this. And okay. even though it's not earth shattering stuff, they do. I mean, you could. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 scenes we could pick. I mean, um, and again, I'm not saying they're great at it's it. It's not like, a yeah. ton. It's not. But it's see, not but, very but think, but think about how hard you have to think to come up with it. I think that's yeah. kind of like the yeah. point of the test. Yeah, yeah, no. Right. Yeah. I, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But I mean, two. There's there, the test. There's also been criticism of, you know, making uh, or uh, increasing the validity of the test and the qualitative. Yeah. You know, measurements for. For mm-hmm. you know, saying does this actually meet the standard? And I think I think it's not as simplistic as there's two women talking to each other and they never ever mention a man or what you know. I, I it's right because you could have a whole bunch of a film with a whole bunch of girly talk where they're talking about men or whatever, but then also other scenes where two women are talking to each other. Like, can I buy this pack? How much is a pack of gum? Oh, it's honey. It's blah, blah, and they're just two women talking to each other. You could have an example of I that. Mean, I think that, you have to factor in the prominence of the female character to the story and that prominence having nothing to do with, you know, her comparison to a man or her subservient to a man. Like how, how much is she respected? How integral is she, she to the story and right. to the, 
the goal of the story and those kinds of things that I think need to factor into the equation yeah. as well. Right. Again, no, also, on the flip side, there were uh, – well, well, go ahead, Ron. No, I was, I was going to say, but I think the whole point of the test is, again, to make it so brain-dead simple – and by making it so simple to have it be that much more poignant that it's hard to come up with movies that yeah, pass Yeah, I mean, it, it. Is, yeah. it is ridiculous that, you know, even though the, our population is 50% female, and again, like to JD's point, in the world of Star Wars, it's a, everybody's an alien. But, to it, you know, if you have 50% of the population being female, if you have to struggle that much to find two people two females talking to each other <laughs> right. and there's like there's obviously a disparity there. right and way. you don't have that problem with the men you, right. if you flip it it's like right. oh yeah of course every scene is man man right. man, man male, or male character and i would say this though <clears throat> when you and get they're to rarely talking about women yeah <laughs> well they're still a... talking about sex yeah right. yeah like luke and han no but you know, all movies have men talking about over yeah star wars <laughs> hey hey han you like my sister? Do you think she's kind of hot? <laughs> um, but no, but I would give them props, though, in the in the Clone Wars. Because in the Clone Wars, you get a lot further along uh -huh. with a lot of female characters and a lot of good interaction where there's, I mean, there's whole arcs and episodes where there's uh, Jedi Padawan, female Padawan that are dealing with things that have nothing to do with hmm. talking about guys or whatever. It's all about battle. And, when I, and not only that, but they're also Jedi Masters that are female Jedi Masters. That, But then, see, when you get to that point where you're dealing with, with the women dealing with things, mm -hmm. it's more like they're dealing with battles. And usually if it's an evenly balanced uh, – or I don't even want to say evenly balanced. If there's uh, – you have your female characters, but then you'll have your male characters, and they're talking about fighting strategies or whatever – or battle or war or whatnot. Right. Usually it's a combination of the man and the woman. It's not, it's, but there are times in Clone Wars, I could think of a few where it's women who are fighting each. There, there are several actually through the course of that a series where, I mean, you have like long arcs where ah Ahsoka is fighting uh, Asajj Ventress or you have mm -hmm. the uh, Asajj Ventress and the women of the night, which is the night, which is of the night or whatever they're called. And then, um, uh, Ahsoka and um, there's another Padawan that get trapped when they're in Geonosis and there's just all these arcs that that happen where she deals with female characters and you know one of the th because one of the tenets about Jedi is like they're basically platonic they don't have any love attachments per se or romantic right. attachments there's no, really no room for it in the storytelling so you see a lot of that in in Star Wars where they're mm -hmm. just dealing with the the issues of the day in terms of, you know, the society and war and culture and yada, yada. Yeah. So well, they did. So in, so in the Clone Wars, they, yeah, they, they go, I like think they, they do a really, good job. yeah, they do a great, I think they do a really good job. Now, again, there's not as many women as men, but there are a, a number of female characters in the Clone Wars. Right. And some of the main heavies in Clone Wars are, uh, females. When I say heavies, I mean some of the main characters like Ahsoka, Saj Ventress, right. uh, 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 Princess Amidala, um, who, uh, and, and then you'll get your other spinoff uh, female characters that show up and you know through the course of the series that pop in and out that aren't the regulars per se. Right. Cool.